I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Firstly, a big welcome to the podcast, former South African fullback Stefan Derplanche. Stefan, great to have you on. How are you keeping? All good in Durban? Yes, Stuart, thank you very much. All good. We've just been chatting earlier. Very excited about the last test coming up. One all, everything to play for. At the moment, we've got a wonderful winter. I'm on the east coast of South Africa and Durban. It's, uh, it's nice and sunny outside and it's 23 degrees. Cape Town, slightly different. The weather down there. They got more of a European winter, have a little bit of rain and, and cold. But yeah, so, so looking forward to this weekend's game. Yeah, it should be a cracking game, hopefully. But if we take the Lions' turn total, how have you found it, Stefan? Have you enjoyed it so far? Yes, I have enjoyed it. And, you know, for a number of reasons, it's, it's, it's certainly a first in many ways. If you look at no spectators, no crowds, you know, games being cancelled, uh, you know, a second game against the Sharks scheduled so that they can get some game time in an SAA game, which, uh, you know, loaded with World Cup, Rugby World Cup winners from South Africa. So, yes, I have enjoyed, I've enjoyed the rugby. I thought the Lions were outstanding leading up into the first test. Uh, our provincial teams maybe not as strong as we all thought they would have been. And the Lions really put them to the sword. Uh, SAA slightly harder game for them, and then the second te- uh, first test, I beg your pardon, I thought they were superb, especially the second half. South Africa started well, so from a rugby point of view, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's it's look, there's a lot of antics and a lot of outside, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about you know refereeing decisions. We'll talk about Russi's video. We talk about Gatlin, you know, asking questions, and rightly so about the TMO being South African. So, but. All that aside, from a rugby point of view, yes, I've enjoyed it. And, you know, we get a bit of criticism, both teams from uh, from New Zealand and Australia, saying that we're playing a boring type of rugby. But it is a once-off. There are three tests, and you're really, you know, for the next 12 years, you're going to live with it. So you do everything in your power uh, within the laws, of course, to, to win these test matches. You touched on it there, the provincial sides. Were you disappointed by the results, or did you expect that because they haven't played that much rugby? I was disappointed, to be honest. I didn't think that, uh, I always knew that, you know, the Lions would be too strong, but you were hoping for a bit more resistance from from some of the provinces. You know, you, you didn't play the Bulls, of course, that game was cancelled from, from the Lions, the Sharks twice, and then from the Stormers down in Cape Town. So, you know, if you go back to 2009, you know, look at some of those results. Yes, they beat the Sharks comfortably, 39-3. Uh, but Western Province pushed them hard, and you were sort of hoping for, you know, not because you, you want them to win, of course you want them to, but also for the Lions to get some proper preparation going into a test match. There's no use 
playing a game just for the sake of playing it and you and you score 50 or 60 points every time. You want that opposition, I'm sure if you ask Gatlin, anybody in his right frame of mind in the Lions setup, you know, would you have liked a harder contest going into the game? Absolutely. They got that from the SAA team, uh, but again, it's almost like a fourth test match if you look at the, the players in that team. And then I said they were so well prepared going into that first test. Second, second half, I thought they were superb and really, you know, really deserved to win that test. Second test, I was, uh, you know, a little bit disappointed with the Lions again, you know, just looking from the outside, the way they handled, especially in the second half, the high ball, they were not good under the high ball. Of course, Gatlin making a few changes for this weekend with bringing Liam Williams and then, of course, uh, Josh Adams on the wing. wing. So he's made the changes. He's never been scared of making changes going into third test matches. Some he had to make against Australia in 2013, I guess, but he's never been scared. And and fair play. Uh, A lot of confidence this weekend from the South African rugby public that we will be the Lions. But I looked, as I said, in 2013, 2017, first against Australia, Second in 2017, the last test going in against uh, New Zealand. The Lions can they can stay and they can play till the last game of tour. They showed that they absolutely annihilated the the Wallabies in the first uh, third test in 2013. Uh, Gatlin made a lot of changes, a lot of Welshmen in that team, but they absolutely annihilated. I think 40 points, 42 points to 20 odd. And then again against the All Blacks, the last test, you know. They were in there and, and managed to do the series, which is a great result in New Zealand. So without a doubt, they can play, they can last. A lot of those players were involved in those two tests, uh, those two tours, I beg your pardon. So I think we're in for one hell of a game. Yeah, you mentioned the test series there. The first one, the Lions too strong in the end. South Africa maybe just ran out of fitness. The second one, South Africa just powered them in that second half. But you said it there. Were you disappointed with what the Lions had to offer? I was, uh, without a doubt. They're usually good under the high ball hog. You had Watson and then Duan van Amara on the wing, and between the between them, they really battled to uh, you know to control the high ball. You know, as a South African, when you play the South Africans, there's going to be a big bit back and forwards. You're going to do the driving balls. They're going to be strong in the scrums, and they're going to box kick. They do going to put kicks up onto you, and if you handle those. Uh, you got a chance of, first of all, winning the world, the, the, the ball back, but also winning the game. But if you don't handle those three components, the scrums, the lineouts, the driving more, and the high kicks, then you're going to be in trouble. And I thought towards the second half and, and certainly towards the end of the game, we certainly had the upper hands in the scrum and the driving more started functioning for the spring box. And once that gets going, you know, your kicks then, because you're going forward, your kicks are better, your chase is better, you put the opposition on a huge amount of pressure. And I thought that even kicks that wasn't performed well and executed by the South Africans, by Faf de Klerk, you know, I even thought that the Lions didn't handle those as well as they would have hoped to. And therefore, I think the changes this weekend going into the game, because I don't think South Africa would change much of their game plan. If there is one man to talk about the back three and catching high balls, it is you. Is it as difficult as it looks? Or were you uh, disappointed by the drops from Stuart Hogg, Watson and Dion van der Merwe, Stefan? Or is the pressure just get to them on the day? Look, yeah, the pressure. But I, as I said, a lot of those kicks weren't weren't executed very well by South Africa. They were pretty straightforward kicks. And these days, you know that as soon as you go up in the air, you, you're not to be touched. You can 
literally protect yourself going into the air when you know when i retired when you compete for the ball it's fair play that ball is either yours or the opposition you can go for it uh, these days you've got to be very very mindful when that player goes up into the air it's almost your responsibility as the opposition to bring him down safely or not to go close to him in the air so yes i was i was disappointed and honestly going into the second half uh, the Lions were nine six up. I thought, oh, shoot, this is going to be this is going to be one hell of a second half, one hell of a forty minutes. And you know, thank goodness for the Springboks, they turned it around. But a lot of that's got to do with the high balls. I mean, that's that's part and parcel. It's 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 a DNA of a South African team. Big pack of forwards, good kicking game. And if you don't look after that, you you know you you you've got to be really good in other areas of your play to win that game and the Lions just didn't have enough and when things start going you know not going your way maybe Colby that it could have easily been in any officiating it could you know a lot of a lot of uh, referees a lot of TMOs might have looked at it and say well you know that could have been a red card so again uh, it's all got to do with the kicking game if you don't handle those well you're in trouble against the Springboks and yes I was I was really disappointed with uh, with those balls not being caught at the back, you know, from a fullback, sort of that's the things I look at. You know, people kick the ball and they say, Oh, why did they kick the ball for me? I mean, that's I enjoy that part of the game, you know, it's the way you feel the ball, the way you kick it. Uh, it's such a crucial part. People often think that fullbacks are or the back three because these days they all play, uh, they cover the backfield. Often you'll often see and you'll often find in results. And if you go back over years in history, if the fullback has a good game for your team, chances are really good that you're going to win that game. Have a look and see where the full blacks played well and look at the results of the game. Gallon's made a few changes there, Liam Williams being one. A good option for you, Stefan, to be a bit more safer in that position at 15? Yeah, he, he played well. He played well going into the tour. He played well on tour. Maybe it was against weaker opposition. We touched on that earlier. The South African provincial teams maybe not as strong as what, what we were all hoping for, but certainly a choice. <laughs> he won't let you down. And again, Gatlin, what you know, what has he got to lose? He's got he's got to go for everything he's got here if he thinks Liam Williams can do the job. And and I think he can. He's exceptional under the high ball, a great counter-attacker. So South Africa again with Reinach this week. There's no fuck to Clark. He's kicking's got to be spot on. I think exactly the same game plan that South Africa did. They'll bring on a big bench again in the second half and the kicking game. They might even kick more this weekend. What about this South African game plan? How do you stop it? <laughs> Just have to tackle harder than them and yeah. run up quicker. Yeah, put your money always, on the line more, or can you just uh, not, you, can you just you not stop it? Yeah, look, it starts. Um, I, I played in a back line, so but unfortunately, it starts up front. You know, your scrums, your lineouts. You gotta you gotta at least match them in the scrums, and then in the driving lineouts, the malls uh, they play exceptional when they get that going. And the first test. They didn't get that right in the second half. The Lions stopped them. Itoji got some hands. Um, Itoji, between Itoji and Alan Wynne Jones, they're one of the best, or two of the best uh, sackers of the lineup. They can get in there. They can stop that driving ball straight away. On Saturday, they didn't get that right. Uh, they'll work hard this weekend. So you've got to match them blow for blow, set pieces without a doubt. And then you just got to be, you got to be prepared to put your body on the line and make more tackles than you've ever done before. The Lions, a great rush defense. Steve Tundy is a former teammate of mine at the Ospreys. He's now with the, you know, he, he looks after the defense. They got a great defensive system. They got a great structure, the rush defense, but you still need to make those tackles. There's no use rushing up and you don't make the tackles behind the gain line. South African big pack of forwards. You got, you know, you got some big boys coming around the corner and you've got to stop them blow for blow. 
And what about a couple of injuries forced off where you touched on there, Faf de Kirk and Steph the Toy miss out. Big big losses or just guys coming in that'll be completely seamless? Yeah, massive, massive loss with regards to Peter Steph de Toy. He uh, you know, he left the field in the first half quite early in the game in the second test, and a lot of South Africans were were really worried about, you know, what's what's gonna happen next with Koha Smith coming on, great player, a bit more loose, not as confrontational, not up. You know, uh, like a like a Peter Steph to Twain. Peter Steph to Twain also a great lineout option. Thank goodness we had Mostert, uh, who could go on the flank. He's playing on the flank this weekend with Lua Diacher and Etzebeth at lock. So uh, yeah, look, that's that's the one. So it is a big loss for us. You know, World Player of the Year in 2019 after the World Cup. You just don't replace those players uh, overnight. So a big loss for South Africa, even though we coped well, I thought exceptionally well last week in the second test when he went off early in the first half. Then the Clark, you know, is a little, you know, he's a little terrier, is in your face, good kicking game. You know? Loves a high shot, doesn't he, Stefan? Loves a high yeah. shot. <laughs> he's a typical scrum half, you know, he's always uh, causing something and that's his job. That is his job to be in your face, to, you know, to... To be confrontational and then you know to make sure that your kicking game is good that you bring your forwards into the game and also that when you do decide to run the ball that the service is crisp and fast from the base at the rack and the ball and uh, that you get your back line going so yes but i'm a big fan of of kurvis reiner uh also think a, a big positive for him like with fab is that they both played in europe so they do know a lot of the players that they'll be playing against even though reiner plays in france but the um, amount of game time. So like the South Africans playing South Africa, they were very undercooked going into the first test just because they didn't have enough rugby. We, Reiner, played more than enough rugby in France. I think he's sharp. I think he's ready to go. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not too concerned losing Pap, even though he's a great player, but bringing in a, a, a quality replacement in Reiner. We mentioned there the Lions back three, but the South African back three with Mampimpi Kobe and LaRue, they're quietly going about their business, aren't they? Obviously, we know what Kobe can do, but they seem to gel well together, don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, I mean, according to, if you look at Kobe, let's go, we'll, we'll touch on each one of the back three. If you look at Kobe, since the World Cup, he has been untouchable. The way he's played in France, I mean, slotting over drop goals, scoring amazing tries, he's just been, you know, top of his game, arguably the best player in the world over the last year. Uh, I think he's been fairly quiet and not because he's not a good player, but I think the Lions do look after him well. They rush defence. It's hard for our line uh, for our back line to get going and get the ball to Colby. Uh, so I think he's still got plenty to offer. There was one bad kick in the SAA game. Colby got it, stepped one or two guys uh, in literally in no space like he can and put arm over for the try. So Lions kick well onto him. They look after him. They continue to do that. Mampimpi, you know, also a great finisher, quietly going about his business, was a bit more in the game last week. I think he got the man at the match as well. Uh, if I look at the TV interviews afterwards, but a great finisher, a great player. And and again, coming more and more into his own in the second half. And then Leroux, he's been around forever uh, at fullback and just, you know, just the confidence and the cool head at the back. So, yes, the back three, we've, we've actually, we've got a, a, a good back line. We've got a really good back line who can score tries. Uh, maybe we don't use them enough, but they are there. And, you know, with with Nina Arbor, who's a coach, but obviously backed tremendously by Rassi and a huge influence still there. 
you know, we looked at the World Cup final, we kicked our way all the way through the World Cup and in the World Cup final, we decided to move the ball around and we scored three tries. So we are capable of scoring tries, but the back three, world-class, great finishers and, and also a lot of experience with Billy Leroux at fullback. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A man who's been around for forever, more than I stay in. Great to have him back involved, isn't it? 37, I think you played a Heining Cup final. Yeah. And he's now getting back in the South African squad. And obviously, 12 years ago, Picked that winning penalty to beat the Lions in 2009. It's unbelievable stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. And uh, he's such a wonderful guy and so committed to the game and stays fit and stay injury free. And, you know, and, and not a bad choice at all. I actually had to, I had to select a team just for fun before the tour started when the Springbok squad was announced. And I had stayed in my, uh, in my match day 23 right from the start. So it's good to see him on the bench. Hopefully it wouldn't come down to a kick this weekend where he needs to slot it from the halfway line because at sea, sea level, there's no altitude. It's a, it's a big kick. But uh, yeah, he wouldn't let the team down. He's played well. You know, and in a test match series like the Lions, he is really a good substitute and a good guy to have in the, in the team. What about the South African game plan, Stefan? Seems to take a bit of criticism from everyone outside South Africa. But as you say, you do score tries and you seem to do it better than everyone else. Yeah, look, that is, it, it, as I said, it's in our DNA. We've always had a big pack of forwards, and we've tried to change that from time to time. We, uh, we, uh, we had some Australian coaches trying to, you know, play the Australian way with the South African pack of forwards, and it didn't quite work. You know, we, we like to be coached, the South Africans, especially the forwards. You know, you got the scrum, next phase, you're going around the corner, then we change direction, then we're going to get a penalty, kick it out in the corner, we're going to drive the line out, and that's just the way we play. But... In saying that, I thought that Rassi is a good enough coach, or certainly in the World Cup, he was a good enough coach to turn within a week, turn the game plan around. And as I said, we scored three tries in a World Cup final. I think it's one, some of the most tries ever scored in a rugby World Cup final. So we certainly can, we're certainly capable of doing it. Uh, but unfortunately for us, or, well, not unfortunately for us, that's who we are and that's how we play. So the world might criticise us. I see Foster, the... Kiwi coach said he fell asleep watching the All Black, uh, watching the the Lions play South Africa, and you know, and yes, maybe it's not as exciting uh, if you don't have an interest in the game. But for all of us South Africans, we love a big scrum, we love a big tackle, we love it when a big forward comes around the corner and carries the ball. That's just in our DNA. 
don't get me wrong, we, uh, we need to work harder at all levels, especially at school board level, going right through to our provincial and our national team and our skills to improve that all the time. But people often forget, uh, people often forget that if you don't do the basics well, the flashy behind the back passes and scoring up tries and overrate and kicks and all that flashy stuff that us backs we like to do and to show off. I mean, if you don't have a solid pack of forwards and a solid set piece, none of that will happen. You mentioned there briefly, uh, Rosie, obviously a bit quieter this week. What about his social media antics over the last couple of weeks? What, and what are your yeah. dealings with him, Stefan? Yeah, look, he obviously feels strongly about, you know, and making that public. And, and that's his, and, you know, that's, that's his opinion. And that's how he see it. But if you look at in, in defense to Rossi, if you look at some of those results, uh, not results, sorry, if you look at some of those decisions by Nick Berry, the referee, I mean, yes, some of that he got wrong. Rossi pointed that out and he, and he backed it up with video evidence. The only thing, you know, the timing of the video, you know, going into your second test, um, I'm not sure what Rossi's end game is here. I'm sure he's, he, there's a reason he did that and he feels strongly about that. So, you know, uh, I got to trust the man enough knowing Rossi that what he did is, it's, it's, it's the best thing for South African rugby. Is it the right way of criticizing referees in, you know, in public? Possibly not. Who knows? Maybe this will now become the platform where every coach can have his say after a game. And, and referees do get it wrong. And I want to just state here that, please, there's one thing I don't want to be, and that's a referee. I think they've got the hardest job because we don't have a simple game. Rugby is not a simple game. Uh, yes, the passing is forward or back, but as soon as you get to a ruck or a scrum or a lineout, I mean, you can literally, if you want, you know, award a penalty either way at every scrum, every lineout, every ruck and wall. That's just how complicated the rules are. And, you know, I'm talking uh, specifically from a South African rugby public point of view. We don't all know the rules. Yes, we've got an idea of understanding, and but those small, you know, the scrum and the lineout, and certainly when it comes to foul play, we've got absolutely no idea what what goes on and why players get sent off, and that's just because the game is really complicated. So, Rossi obviously feels strongly about it. I see that he's been given a hearing. There's no date to it yet, but he will be addressed by the World Rugby, and I'm sure Rossi will have a strong point going forward with South African rugby and and why they did it, how why they did it the way they they did and you know what their reasons were behind it yes did it have an effect on a game on on saturday who knows you know at the back of you know the back of the referee's head you must have been thinking sure if i get this wrong you know i don't know maybe from a from a psyche point of view it, it was it was a stroke of genius who knows if it will shoot South african teams in the foot going forward because now referee is going to be you know too worried to to blow up I, I don't know but uh, he obviously felt strongly, and that's why he did what he did. He certainly got the right result in the second test anyway. What are you uh, predicting for the third test, Stefan? Are Safford going to be too strong again, or do you think we're going to see something different from the Lions? You can never write off Warren Gatlin, sure you can't. His record no. speaks for itself. Without a doubt. And, you know, I went back in history and I said in 2013 against the Australians and 2007 against the All Blacks, the Lions either won or drew the game so they can play till the very last test match. And I think this Saturday will be absolutely no different. You know, going back now, and I always said, I, I think that we'll win the test series. We'll win it 2-1, but we will have to do it from, from behind. You know, we were always going to lose the first test in my book 
which we did uh, came back the second test. So yes, I do think South Africa will be will be too strong. We finished well last weekend. Uh, I think the guys will go into this game hopefully not overconfident, but just a lot of confidence, knowing that our scrums were good, our lineups were good. The, the the key aspects that we focus on as a South African team, uh, historically and over the years, we're good. Going into this game, we've got the confidence. So I, I do think I don't think it will be a uh, a runaway victory, but it will be a close affair. But I think South Africa is just going to be too strong. One thing that worked well for us last week, which we did in the World Cup, is our uh, bench that we brought on. Again, Lua Diaghe, excellent. You know, when um, when the other guys came on, you know, Van Staden, uh, Diaghe, they were absolutely outstanding. And I think this weekend, again, they will have a huge impact on the game in the second half. Yeah, the old bomb squad, as you like to call them. Um, I just want to touch on your experience. You played against the Lions in 2009, if I'm correct. What was that like as an experience, Stefan? Yeah, it was it was a very special occasion for me, and I'll tell you why it was even more special. When you play a Lions team, you only get the opportunity every 12 years to do so as a South African, Kiwi, or Australian. Um, that's just because it only comes around every 12 years. And, and a lot of world-class players who will play in World Cups and other you know, other massive test matches will never have the opportunity to play against the Lions just because of the timing of their careers. For me, it was extra special, firstly playing the, the Lions uh, at Kings Park in Durban, but also, secondly, a lot of those Lions players, Lee Burns, Shane Williams, Adam Jones, Alan Wynne-Jones, they were all my former teammates from the Ospreys. So for four years, I was in the same team, played with them, you know, got to know them better, and now I was... Uh, in the opposition playing against them. So tough and hard as I, as I, I know how good those players were, or, you know, and, and Alan Wynn still is. But uh, yeah, very special to play against them. And then, of course, to have a beer afterwards and talking about the game and all the good times we had playing for the Ospreys. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I also, another club you played for, um, Ulster, my team, back in 2012. Yeah. How much did you enjoy your time in Belfast? Obviously, you had a great run getting to the final. Wasn't the result. <laughs> Leinster were too good that day at Twickenham, but what was that experience like to you? Yeah, it was. I was so fortunate. I was coming to the end of my career, and to have that six, seven months to play in Belfast. I, I started rugby, you know, as a young boy, enjoying it, loving it, and playing it for the right reasons because there was no money or no professionalism in that game. And the the way I started the game, I had that opportunity, and not many players get that done. Trust me, there's not a lot of professional players who finish on their terms. Who finish loving the game for whatever reason maybe it's through injuries maybe they don't get their contracts renewed maybe they have to move provinces and it happens it's a professional game but i was absolutely so so fortunate that i could finish my career at ulster yes we finished in the final we, we didn't get the result leinster absolutely outstanding on the day and, and deserved victor, victors on that day but it, it didn't detract from any of it absolutely loved my six seven months at, at ulster again, played for the right reasons and was very happy to retire after that game. So an amazing place, amazing people. The old Raven Hill, I used to play there for the Ospreys. It wasn't a nice place to play on a Friday night with the wind and the rain. But once uh, it became our home, it was the best place to play. 11,500 people full every Friday night, stand up for the Ulsterman. And it was just, I've only got great memories about Ulster and playing for uh, playing in Belfast. I absolutely loved it. Great stuff. You touched on the end of your career, but what about the start? Four tries in your debut against Ireland. Yeah. Tell us a wee bit about that. Is that, is that still a record, if I'm correct? No, I, uh, 
uh, funnily enough, it's not a record anymore because a year later we played Italy and I scored five tries. But then, <laughs> but then uh, a so couple of years. <laughs> no, but it's, it's not a record anymore because a couple of years later, Tondurai Shavanga played against Uruguay and he scored six. So it's a South African record. So you, didn't, you didn't fancy scoring seven, though. <laughs> so, but it was, yeah, it was special, as I said, as a schoolboy. You play hundreds of test matches in your back garden uh, for the Springboks against your best mates. You know, you always, and when you finally have that opportunity to wear the green and gold, it was very special. What made it, again, extra special and these smaller things that people don't know about is that I played my first test against Ireland. We were playing in white jerseys and uh, my direct opposition was Dennis Hickey. And after the game, obviously, it was my first test, my first jersey. I didn't want to give it away. He came into our change room with his Irish jersey neatly folded up and he said, you know, I, I just want to present you with my jersey. Congratulations on your game. I know it's your first. I don't want it, but here's my jersey as a, as a, uh, you know, as a memory of this game and as a, you know, memorabilia. So a great touch. It was uh, something that I'll remember. Maybe even more so than my first game, you know, the things that happened off the field. Some memories for you. And I know recently you were CEO of the SA Legends Association, if I'm correct. Is your plan to stay in rugby, Stefan, or what's the current situation with you in rugby? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I finished in February with the SA Rugby Legends after eight and a half years. So uh, I'm still involved with the rugby, still coaching, still got some kids coming to train here that plays rugby. I've got, I've got my own home gym set up and I've got people training with me here. So still very much involved in the game. You know, I love, I just, my, my one big thing about rugby is that I've got so much got so much enjoyment out of the game and if I can just pass on any of that enjoyment and the love of the game and what it's all about to some youngster and he can have the same enjoyment same fun you know same good memories that I had then you know then I'll be happy so we always say yeah I want to take a break from rugby but you're away from the game for a week or two and you start twiddling your thumbs and think how can I get involved so absolutely love the game and we'll stay involved in it you can't get enough of it. And finally, I think you mentioned it earlier, you think South Africa will win this weekend, but the Lions will definitely fire much more of a shot. Would I be correct in saying that? Without a doubt. You know, they were good the first half. They got their game plan right. But I just thought in the second half, they were a little bit off the pace. You know, they're good when they get into phase play. They got into a few phases, but they just got tackled behind the game line. Uh, scrums at the end of the game was a bit of a, not a problem for them. It was South Africa certainly at the upper hand and then the driving ball. Um, they can expect you know, I'm not on the inside of the of the test match team or the Springbok management, but I can tell you right now they'll play the same game. They'll drive the line out. So they'll be strong in the scrum. So might perhaps kick even more because they got such good results out of it from last weekend's game against the Lions. Uh, they'll certainly test Josh Adams and uh, Liam Williams uh, on the wing and fullback. Uh, but yeah, same same for South Africa. I don't think they'll change much. I think they'll even be harder and, and more brutal this week in the approach. Stefan, I hope your predictions are wrong, but it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Uh, thanks so much, Stuart. And to everybody listening, thanks so much. And, you know, wherever I played in the UK, I absolutely loved it. And only have great memories of Belfast, Swansea, Ospreys and Ulster. Thank you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.